everybody. Hello. I'm Tom. And I'm Paddy. And this is Underplayed or Overrated. Woo! We're back again with another track-by-track run-through of a classic album. Now, this one, I feel like it's one of the first ones we've done, which is maybe a bit of left field. It's the one that's it's one that's going to make people in their fifties turn to dust when we find, <laughs> when we hear us call it a classic album because it's yeah. from nineteen ninety four. But this, yeah, I feel like this one's a bit left field in terms of a choice. Um, I feel like it's a it's definitely it's definitely a classic. Is it re- revered as one of the best just general albums of all time? No, probably not. Um, is it? One of the was this biggest, on, was this on like, a list? Was it on like a? Uh, I think it was on a list, but not the list. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet it, Rolling Stone probably don't have this one. They, no, yeah. maybe, no, maybe, maybe they do. Yeah. Some, some, I think they might have done things since, but for me, I think this is Green Day's best album. And yeah. it's Green Day. It's Green Day. It's Dookie. It's Dookie, not Ducky. Ducky, you're right. Derbyshire. You're right, Ducky. Yeah, so help me, Duck. So released on February first, nineteen ninety four, by Reprise Records. Fuck's sake! Uh, why? We I was, didn't realize I how six. long Green Day were. We're doing the do. Yeah, that's and obviously we had Kaplunk came out in ninety one. Yeah. So this isn't like the first, it's a third, al- third album? Yeah. Third album. Um, written mostly by singer Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong. Heavily based around per- his personal experiences, themes such as boredom comes up a lot. Anxiety, relationships, and sexuality. That surprised me. We'll get there. The album was promoted with four singles. Um, it was, apparently, Welcome to Paradise was re-recorded. It was originally on the Kaplunk, and we just put it on this one anyway. But um, I think, crucially, this is their first major label record. So we worked with producer Rob Cavallo, who also produced basically everything they did after this, all the way up to like American Idiot and whatever else they've done since. He also did... Um, Underplayed and overrated favorites, um, Less Than Jake's album with Science of Selling Yourself Short on it. <laughs> so I, I think for me, like the reason that this deserves deserves to be on the podcast, it deserves to be in the conversation, is that this is probably the start of mainstream in terms of like <laughs> pop punk, right? So yeah. Pop punk wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this record. And as someone that has dabbled, and I know you have as well. I've been made to. Um, over the years with pop punk in various forms, with various bands and stuff. I wouldn't say it's it's my top genre, but it is a genre that I've enjoyed, and I know loads of people that do. It, so this felt like one that that should probably go on here. Yeah, it gives me Vietnam flashbacks to my teens, this album, like a lot of it. Um, my friend had it on CD, and I remember the CD came in a jewel case that was neon green for no reason. 
and it just basically fucked the artwork up. Because <laughs> the artwork's like, <clears throat> it's like a really detailed drawing, isn't it? With yeah. like a bomb going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like on a white background. So like everything's then just tinted green and it sort of fucked it up. And I always like, unless my friend's copy was like, is your case broke? And he put it in a different one. But I don't know. I don't know if that's right in. If you had this on CD and it was in a green jewel case, because I've never seen that it. That puzzles me a lot. I think about that a lot for some reason being, you know, the way I am. <laughs> but yeah um yeah it reminds me of sort of sat looking at his back while he played on age vampires 2 basically <laughs> which i think is something k- kids did then but kids don't do now no true you know now i think the <clears throat> oh i had something in my head it's gone uh <laughs> computing 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 this I find it weird with Green with Green Day, and I, and I'm I'm going to say Green Bay at some point during I know, this. I, I because, was going to say the Packers because I'm a a Green Bay Packers uh, fan. Really, mostly the, by the singer NFL. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not anymore. Um, <laughs> Give me that was a good reference. Yeah, I know he's a New York Jet now. Oh. Um, Epstein on Epstein's Island. What Aaron Rodgers? Mm. Allegedly. Mm. Oh, was he? I don't know. I'm, that's why I'm saying allegedly. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen that. Anyway, um, Jamie. while Jamie pulls it up. Green Green Day are weird, right? Because this album came out in 94. It's a big deal amongst like the alternative skate rock punk scene. But then they, they like... It, it's like nearly... 10 years later that they they actually have a breakout like a proper breakout album right yeah like so they did. american idiot is the moment that they went from being like this weird like they obscure all their chips in a bowl didn't they yeah basically. obscure obscure band and became this huge thing that they are now funnily enough like i got into green day from a compilation album that was like what super hits international super hits and it had all the albums all comp- compiled up until American Idiot. And you get the feeling they released that as a sort of... Farewell. This is what we did before, and now we're going to do something else, and everyone's going to really like it kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Or it's like, it was their big roll of the dice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad we're doing this album and not that one, because I, I I've never been able to get on with it. No. Me neither, really. <clears throat> Except for, weirdly, the title track. I actually think that the, yeah, the song, American Idiot, you know, is is actually like quite It's one quite of their, good. like, songs. But, <laughs> but, yeah. So, anyway, this is quite a long album. It is, surprisingly, considering a lot of the tracks are, like, two or three minutes long. Yeah, I mean, it's, what, 15 songs? Uh, just as a sort of aside to our, no doubt, predominantly British listenership, Dookie is American slang for feces or poo. There we go. It's um, a reference to the band members who were suffering from diarrhea, and which they referred to as liquid Dookie as a result of eating spoiled food while on tour. Initially, the band was to name the album Liquid Dookie, but was shortened to Dookie, so there you go. He so says, Billy Joe says, um, 
it, the title was an inst- impulsive stoner thing. We were smoking a lot of weed. Hey man, wouldn't it be funny if we called it Dookie? Ha ha ha. <laughs> so there you go. We were so, 21 when we wrote this. In terms of like, in terms of fucking <clears throat> how well received this album was, right? That. There's not many countries where this isn't at least one time platinum. Let's just put that into perspective. Yeah. Here in the UK, it's three times platinum. 900,000 record sales to get that. Not bad, country. is it, considering? In the United States, it's it's sold it's di- 10 million diamond, records. 20 million copies worldwide. Okay. Yeah. 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 It sold 10 million in America alone. Diamond, certified diamond. Uh, platinum in Japan, in Italy, New Zealand, weirdly. So like, yeah, this like sounds, sounds New Zealand fucking, is getting, getting down yeah, to yeah. this in their little camper vans. I imagine they all have. This record is massive. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's, um, that would, um, number one on the 50 greatest pop Punk albums of all time list by Rolling Stone, apparently. Yeah, and I and I can see why. <clears throat> so, without further ado, if you want to put this album on and listen to it whilst we go, this is your opportunity to do so. Um, what is your your initial sort of thought here? Um, this first track, I feel like we could oh, have. Uh, Sorry, oh, we're going did in. Did you have what? any preconcept? Oh, before I listened to it. Yeah. Um, Again. Weird, weirdly, I was sort of not looking forward to it, and I'm not really sure why. Like, I think Green Day, like now, as they've got, as they've sort of aged, they've sort of become a bit like the U2 of pop punk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're a bit like when we went political and like the fact Old that they dudes. like. Have hair, they have haircuts like your mom's mate now, and stuff. <laughs> like 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 they've gotten to that like old rock star like yeah, yeah. era now. Well, they just want to be Billy Idol, don't they? Trey Cool looks like Eddie Izzard. <laughs> they just want to be Billy Idol. Yeah, they look like Billy. They all look like different different versions of Billy Idol, Billy Idol in like a Billy, Billy Idol costume party. Um. Green so what I've sort of said here is that they were quite a big part of my youth as well. I was a bit after this, but American Idiot was huge when I was sort of just first getting into music. So <clears throat> yeah, I was very aware of who they were. I didn't really, I don't think, <coughs> love American D- Idiot that much. I had it. I remember having it, but I don't remember like loving it. Yeah. Not sure I really like them now, but this might change my mind. I just find them a bit corny. I think I always have. I think that's the problem that I have with pop punk in general and, and sort of punky stuff. I think sometimes it just comes off a little bit corny. It's really poppy, isn't it? Like, it's very, like, bubblegummy. Not yes. always in lyrics, but in, like, delivery and the way Billy Joe, Billy yeah. Joe writes his, like, melodies. It's very... It's like it's like early Beatles. It's like... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Beatles. Sort of just louder, but faster and louder, and about like wanking and that. So yeah, number one, burnout, burnout. No, I've just written sort of. We've had eighties Beatles, we've had grunge Beatles, this is punk Beatles. <laughs> um, it all not, comes back to the Beatles. Not a super memorable song, but um, 
the line, I'm not growing up, I'm just burning out, and the way it's delivered is just yeah. the first sort of introduction of what it's going to be like. All Peter Pan through. shit. That's what I said. Like it's, Yes. yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. of this album is like a struggle against having to grow up, right? Yeah. And the, the troubles that adult life bring to the table. Yeah. Um, I just like, it's like, I've said, so it's Power got that, chords. it's got that like 90s punk slash alt rock thing that Dave Grohl almost perfected. Yeah. It's not it's, quite, it's, it's not like, quite up to the level of like color and shape. It's like that first Foo Fighters album almost. Yeah, but it's got its own thing. It's like late, it's more laid back, I think, less driven. It feels a little bit more wishy washy skater, like, bumming, like skater bumming about, like, Smoking a fat that, joint on the on the like skate park, clangy sort of. bass sound as well is like yeah, um, and it's catchy. Um, very that's that's the mo of this album right there. Catchy as fuck, all of it. Uh, there's a cool drum fill bit in this. It's like yeah, like the, like, yeah, yeah, the middle, bits. the middle eight. That there's a theme. Uh, I'm just going to bring it out now. It's like this out on this album in particular. They are like the kings of the middle eight. Like every yeah. They when are. we get down to it in a bit, like often the main parts of the songs are quite basic, but then like the middle eight is the bit where you're like, oh, they've done something different, and it's cool. It's like usually it's like two verses and a chorus. Maybe the chorus is repeated twice. And then they'll do a big middle eight section, and then sometimes they, it's only like they might come five back seconds in and do the chorus again, or yeah. they might not. Yeah, yeah, and that's the song. Sometimes, like, sometimes it's just a five second middle eight part, and then the chorus kicks back in. Yeah. Sometimes it's a longer one, and the out, and it's actually like the end of the song. And stuff, yeah, as we'll get to. But um, so it, this, it just rocks, doesn't it? It's a rocking. I feel old saying using the term. It's just a rocking song. Um, yeah. And I, I just said, I, I uh, sort of said that it's actually punkier than what we would know as pop punk, I which I guess is this is because this is like the early, this is the end of like the first wave of pop punk. And I think because of how huge this album was, it then sparked. I feel like what they sort afterwards. of. It's weird because I think the first four or five songs are very punky. It's almost like, it's almost like um, somewhere between like. Um, rancid and um, descendants yeah. in terms of like what kind like the delivery yeah it's it's, it's like it's 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 punk but made poppier but then i think they've done it in a sort of to f- fan service and then like the next songs are like the hits that are like long-standing big songs that aren't necessarily some are mid some are quite mid-tempo and some aren't punky a lot of them have got more parts mm. to them. Yeah, maybe. And then they go back to that. They go back to punky again at the end. Yeah, it's like a sort of sandwich of this might keep our fans from calling us sellouts if we put like. Well, it didn't though, did it? They didn't know. No. They oh yeah, they got big tar brush of sellout all over them. But I've just said that you know that they're, they're a punk band at the end of the day. I think that this was before. I don't think the term pop punk was really used until after this, was it? I think. Because like you've got bands like Bad Religion, like The Offspring were already around. You've got Green Day, and obviously it goes back to like Buzzcocks and the Ramones, right? Yeah, like, like that like sort British, of like first wave stuff, and that's sort of like and the Ramones being like the American side of it, where it's just like 
Yeah. Poppy. Like, like hardcore punk. And, and I think the cla- the clash had some sort of poppier elements, didn't they? Yeah, they the clash evolved. Is a, they <laughs> the clash evolved is a good, into something. A good band to put up against this, I think, like in terms of like Joe Strummer would write pop songs as well. Like, yeah. Um, and so it's not it wasn't something new. Uh, the Green Day didn't make didn't make pop punk, but I think this album is credited for starting that like wave of what we now call pop punk, if you know what I mean. It's like your Fallout Boys, yeah. your Blink One Eight Twos, your Newfound Glories and all of those bands that followed definitely come from this. Um I've put for having a. Are we on to having a blast now? Are we still? Yeah, we. Well, that's. I was about to say. Uh, shall yeah. we move on to having a blast? I can't remember if we'd gone to it or not. More of the same. Kind More of. of the same. I really like the bit where it's like to me it's nothing because I feel like it's very like. Yeah. Dark sound. It's like mine. It's like a minor harmony. Yeah, it's yeah, very nineties. Yeah. They yeah they do that a lot. They do those like. Um, chord changes that aren't quite the chord changes that you'd expect mm. a lot, which this is, I think that's, that's the bit where I'm saying that that's the thing that Dave Grohl did yeah. insanely well with the early Foo stuff is that a lot of the chord, it's just like, oh, this is just a three chord, program. whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not the chord I expected him to go to there. Yeah. Like, it's always like a, a minor twist or like there'll be like some sort of, out of key, but not out of key, you know. I, I don't want to get too musical. I know what you mean, but yeah, it's... It, I've just written it. it just sort of I like the harmonies on this in the chorus. There's some female yeah. harmonies on this one as well, right? Was that this song that has some female harmonies in there? Uh, could be. <laughs> Should we listen to yeah. it? And we're back. We're, yeah, may, may not be, may not, sure may not be female. A, may just be a falsetto, but it's uh, yeah, it's good. The, the yeah, the, the the harmonies on this record are great. It's very polished for a band that are basically power chords, you know, and, yeah. and, and like drums and bass. It's like no, nothing, nothing it's tight it, as nothing blows me away. But the drums are always on point. They're, they're well mixed. The bass is always on point. The chords are just chords, but Billy Joe Armstrong just has one of those voices, doesn't he? It's like yeah. he's not—he's not like the world's greatest vocalist, but the, the tone of his voice just sort of it's, sticks. Yeah, and he's, fits he's, what his voice they do. Is Green Day, isn't it? Yeah, they fits what they do so perfectly. Number three, Chump. <clears throat> yeah, um, this one could get on. I think this one's up to the level. Like this could get on one of the early Foo's records to me. Yeah, I've written that there's the big sort of middle eight. It's got it's a big middle eight it's example. Got a base break in it. And it reminds me of like sort of nineties big skateboarding. Like yeah. I could I can imagine like Danny Way going over going over a helicopter while it's like happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. Tony Hawk doing like that loop. <laughs> well that's playing well that's playing. Like big stupid skateboarding from the nineties. Rodney Mullen doing something Some absolutely sort of daft. Mental laser flip thing. Those are the days, man. On a picnic table, but somehow more impressive than going through a loop or flying over a helicopter. Yeah, because he's riding the picnic table. <laughs> I feel like Rodney when Mullen. Rodney Mullen, Rodney Mullen rode could the picnic skate. table over a Grand Canyon. <laughs> Rodney Mullen could fucking skate on a picnic table. I'm telling you, man. That guy was fucking when he, gifted. When Rodney Mullen 360 flipped the picnic table, literally flipped it round. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <sighs> I watched a video about Ronnie Mullen today, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, there's a guy, for some reason, like, my YouTube algorithm has gone from, like, telling me how good white basketball players in the 70s was. Yeah. To now telling me, just making me watch loads of skateboard videos. I think it's a midlife crisis that I'm going to have. <laughs> You're going to start skating. Uh, if it if it was possible for me to do that <laughs> with a straight face, I would. But I'd definitely uh, like tear my ACL in about a week. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I, I guess this one is it's just like the same formula, isn't it? But if it doesn't, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. I guess um, the 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 sort of tone of my notes on that uh, gets progressively more toxic as we go through here. Yes. Um, unfortunately. I mean, we are about to get into sort of the Michael Jackson thriller block of this album though. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Thriller esque like levels of, of hits coming up. So have you got anything else on chump? Um, I've just put, they were are just so good at hooks and chords. So simple. Yeah, I've I've also written down big breakdown. It's kind of the end of the first part of the album. Like, here are our punk cred songs. Now we're going to make some money. Like I was saying <laughs> earlier. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe. So even though there's a song here that was a re-record of a previous album release. So what Longview? No, Welcome to Paradise. It's Longview now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was just saying that you were saying. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's here's... true. But I think they, that must have been. The record labels were probably just sort of like, you've got to put Welcome... That's probably why we yeah. signed a minute, that song. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so, Longview. <clears throat> this is like... I, I, my my point... The bass line at the start of this song is about as legendary as a punk bass line gets, isn't it? Yeah, the bass and the drums together. <laughs> All right, just stop, never mind, in the buzzcocks. Um <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Phil Jupiter. Uh, this is a standout for me. <clears throat> it's it's very punk. I th- I think this is punk to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on it. Whereas like the 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 three previous ones, they're more like rock songs, right? That they're just like that straightforward. Yeah, chords, if you saw chords, bass, and drums, three piece rock. You've got to be. Whereas <clears throat> this is a bit more like edgy. I'd say as more... well. Those songs are. You've got to be a good band. We've got to be good songs for you to play songs like that. You know, if you saw a band live, yeah, you went to a, a bar or whatever, and they were just playing four four chord power chord songs like that, and they were just normal songs. You'd be like, these are wank. But because yeah, Billy, it's the, because Billy Joe can can do what he B- does. Billy Joe had has this knack of using his voice as, as an the instru- hook. as the instrument. Yeah, as the hook. Yeah, yeah. It's the lead part. I mean, it's the lead vocal. Obviously, it's the lead part. But like, yeah, he's that's you know, and three piece bands X Factor. That don't have a They've got yeah, the X factor. Three piece bands that don't have like a an army of session musicians playing with them, or a sort of gimmick like a bit. I don't. I don't want to call Blink One Eight Two a gimmick band because they're not a gimmick. But having two vocalists yeah. adds that variation. Like there's none. The Green Day don't really have that. They have they have harmonies, but they don't have like two separate voices singing the songs. <clears throat> no, they have Billy Joe Armstrong and. Probably another Billy Joe Armstrong on a record. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah, because I, I think they can all sing. I think they bit, all though, do right? do the vocal like backing vocals. Yeah, but I bet they don't. I bet they didn't on the record. Like say, right, they don't have like a something diff. You know, like a an extra element like like some of these other like famous three pieces have, which makes it all the more impressive. Yeah, it does. Like very, it's very simple, isn't it? Compared to like, a I would, bl- I, a would blink, add, a I would add, I would add that Green Day now probably do have an army of session musicians that play live with them. They well, definitely they, they have definitely another bloke. Action, don't they me? definitely had another guitarist. Yeah. I don't know if they still do now or not because they seem to have rescinded into this weird wanting to be super punk thing. But anyway. Um, Longview, my favourite line. I didn't even. I've never been able to pick this out, but he says, "I'm so damn bored. I'm going blind, and I smell like shit." Yes, <laughs> I never. Been, I never picked like up, but he shit. says, "And I smell like shit." Yeah, it's just so like crass, isn't it? It's very off the cuff. His his lyrics are very much like, yeah, this is sort of how I'm feeling right now. I've got a Isn't talking it? point from this po- from this episode episode from this song, yeah, and that is. Can you imagine being bored in the 90s? Being what? Being bored. Oh, fuck, no. Well, I guess, I guess we probably were bored in the 90s. Yeah. But, but not as an adult. It's like a 21-year-old bored in, oh, the, fuck, in no. the 90s. In like 1994. Porn, porn magazines? Four. <laughs> like, what we, yeah, what are you, you doing? I mean? It's like, what people You've got to go in the woods and find some what porn. What are young men doing? Like porn mags? Uh, Vids. Blockbuster. Yeah. Go and rent Die Hard. Die Hard was Die Hard out in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, Die Hard's an eighties movie. Okay. Is it eighteen? So you could watch Die You could watch Die Terminator was out. You could watch but yeah, imagine it. Like watch like Blockbuster on like T V. No, I mean no. no, I know you knew. I know you oh, do. Right. But yeah. that came to my mind because of what you just said. But yeah, like watch the, like or oh, going for gold. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, like, (laughs) I I hate, part of me, like, really hates, like, the social media generation that we live in and everything being in this weird bubble that it ends up being in that just seems to get worse and worse and worse, but... This album wouldn't have been made, it'd have been on on TikTok telling everyone about how he's just written the song of the year. (laughs) But the instant access to things to prevent you from being utterly bored is the greatest thing about it is you can't it's it's a blessing and a curse isn't it because this album is mostly about being bored he must have just been sat yeah probably shitless probably been on tour on his hands been on tour came back and we're like what can i write about what can i do bored (laughs) um smoking my inspiration (laughs) so yeah this is standout for me yeah he's yeah, it's amazing. It's probably the best song on the record, actually. Welcome to Paradise. Yeah, again, it's it's more straightforward. But again, this is quite a punky song, isn't it? You can imagine this being like a like a first wave punk song. Yeah, like the, the like the Buzzcocks or someone yeah. could have done it. And... The, that main riff, like yeah. Um, this is an absolute classic, isn't it? Like, the harmonies in the chorus are just fucking insane. It's got that weird, like, beach rock, like, harmony shit going on in yeah. this song. Well, like, they, they there's do, a lot of, like, beach rock stuff. They do the on. surf rock, like, yeah. um, middle eight, don't they? It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Just faster. I've, I've written... Super fast. Mike Dern 
looked 51. He's 51 now. And he <laughs> is looked, he actually it, only 51? He looked 51 when this came out. He's always looked 51. He's always looked 51. I thought they were just about pushing 60. No, apparently oh. they're all 50. I think they went to school together, didn't Fucking they? Fucking so, hell. Yeah, it's mad that they're that old, but part of me was like thinking like, oh, they must be 60 soon. Like, no, thank God. So we were 22 when this came out. Yeah. Which makes sense. Um, the middle eight is probably the best middle eight on the album, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. You, you've got to wonder so if... Um, sick, it's just so good. Rob Cavallo got them doing these kind of things more. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. I w- I'd like to know if... Is that, and I could is easily that part in the original? Yeah, recording? I was about to say that. Like, is yeah. is part in the original? Shall we? Shall we check it out? Let's find out, everybody. So yeah, the Kaplunk does have that breakdown in it. We yeah. found out. But the song is way faster. Well, not way faster. It's, it's fast. It's way faster. more raw. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just the best. That, that's my favorite part on the album. I, I think Longview yeah. is probably the best song on the album. But a little. Just going back to Longview, the little guitar line at the end is like it just like compliments the bass line. It's like it's so nice, and I like how they do like the end of the line is an overdub of a harmon of like a harmonic. It's like and it's just I don't know, I don't I don't know if that's worth saying on here, but. I, <laughs> well, I, you've said it. I said it now. <laughs> it's it's on tape. Uh, number six, pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. I said this one sounds like a country. That sounds like it could have been done by the Mavericks if you cleaned it up. You say that though, but I've I've actually put just wanna dance a night away. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've put uh, it's another rock song. I said this one's not really all that punky. I just said this could be on a Weezer record. Yeah, that's another. That's a much better reference. Or, as, or, or again, fun, Foo Fighters. Not as like, funny, it's not, it's not as punky at all, is it? No. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't I don't personally think that this is where Green Day shine. Like, it appears to be boring. about getting beaten up by your missus as well. <clears throat> oh, really? Yeah. Is it something like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm laying down because I can't do anything else or something like that. Like he's getting like, oh. getting shit kicked out of him by his missus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shit, son. Because I sort of made a point on a later track, but it applies to every single song on the album where you don't necessarily dial into what the lyrics are about. No, I I have to admit that I I I digest music really really weirdly because like sometimes like with some bands and some albums and some songs, the lyrics just jump out at me and I can immediately. Remember them, repeat them, mm. and then other songs like I can hear the harmonies in a lot of these songs, but I I can't I couldn't tell you what the no songs about. or you'll know the lyrics to single like you'll want to sing them because of our and our even when I go back through and I actually sit and I listen to each song and I try and make notes on it, the lyrics just, just if they don't jump out at me they don't jump out at me yeah and a lot of these songs they just didn't really true basket case we're not going to spend any time talking no, about it's basket just a, case are we it's so played out I actually I, I think that this song isn't bad but it it's very over 
blade, isn't it? Yeah. The, the famous line, I went to a whore. He said my life's a bore. So quit my whining because it's bringing her down. Mm. Edgy. Mm. Um, Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, they they talk about this a bit, don't they? Like, apparently sexuality is, like, talking of lyrics not, and, and, and lyrics and, and vocals and not knowing the themes of songs, like. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that, and I didn't realize right until today that he was like, bye. And that's what a lot, like, a lot yeah, of this yeah. stuff's about. Like, um, is it coming clean to the other one? Well, that's sort of probably what, what that, that line is about, isn't it? Yes. I always thought it was just like a joke. Yeah. Like, way, you know. He, she. Well, it is, but it's. But it's not, not though. It's, it's there's a there's a <laughs> there's a layer underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um, nine hundred and sixty-eight million plays on Spotify. Insane. She. Track number eight. Again, this is where I've sort of started putting. This is getting a little bit old now. Me just saying like, oh, it's pretty much the same thing. Play the same song. Uh, um. So I'm just gonna. I've just sort of cut down on the notes here um and i'm just i'm just writing down things that stood out to me from now on um nothing really <laughs> jumped out at me on this <laughs> one if i'm honest um i've put great song <laughs> could be any genre like yeah could, i think could, i think there's could, a lot of there's a could, lot of that here isn't you could re- take the guitar like the distorted guitar out of it and make yeah, yeah. it into like a part just a regular pop punk song or a piano like i mean yeah, like yeah. a piano song or like a regular pop song yeah there's a lot of that on this re- on on this album like you said it's just like punk beatles and that's basically like, like that was the thing about particularly early beatles like you could do pretty much anything with those songs yeah because they're just really well written songs if he'd, if they'd not done if Green Day hadn't been successful, you get a feeling that Billy jo- Joe would be like a big time songwriter, possibly potentially. Sassafras Roots. Mm. I think this is the one with like a girl here. with a girl on it. I yes. feel like it's got like it's it, it's as I put it reminds me of REM a little bit in the in the chorus. Yeah, it's boppier. It's more tempo. Boredom again. Yes. But like boredom, but with someone else, like sort of passing time with like a, a significant other versus yeah, yeah. like on your own. I've sort of said it's like, a, it's a bit of a hidden gem, this one. Like the title suggested one. it was going to be shit. Sassafras roots. It sounds like something <laughs> like, um, it sounds like a... Detective Crashmore would say <laughs> about his part in, in um, I think you should leave. Like a cosmic jazz, <laughs> my sassafras roots, <laughs> cosmic gumbo. <coughs> uh, yeah, again, uh, like sadly, at this point, I was just sort of getting to the sort of like I said earlier on. Like it's usually what happens in the middle bit of the song where it's a make or break for me on these because yeah the verses and choruses 
whilst they're all it's all great, but I wouldn't be able to tell one song from it another. Need, yeah, it needs it's those have extra listened, extra bits that that make them. Have you ever listened out. to the Weezer Green album? And it's for one with it's got like hash it's got like hash pipe oh, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. And it's all very similar. There's not a lot of like big standout parts. It's yeah, all yeah. very like a big sludge of Weezer are music. the fucking kings of that though. Like Yeah. Like they put out what two absolutely fucking incredible, incredibly well received, like critically acclaimed records, which we'll probably end up covering both of those on yeah. this, on this pod at, at some point. And then they just the went into like a life of mediocrity. Do you like? Do you like this? Is it this you like? Do you, what about this? Do you like this? What about this one? No. We're just gonna do. We just felt like writing. We've got, some, we've got Lil Wayne on yeah. this one. What about so this? We felt like writing some metal, so we wrote a metal album. Uh, all the songs kind of sound the same, but it's metal. And everyone's like, "Stop it! <laughs> it's shit." It's like just just write Pinkerton too. <laughs> Have leg surgery again, Rivers. Fuck me. Um, Black your windows out. Don't. He's like 52 now or something. Probably probably leave his legs alone. He still looks about 18, though. Such a mm. weird... Maybe not 18. He looks like a like a child. He dresses like a child. It's for, though, it's for glasses. It's a Buddy Holly yeah, glasses, yeah. isn't it? True that. Anyway. Yeah, he's not in this band, is he, Rivers? No, he's not. Riv Dog. Uh, when I come around, first guitar much. Um, so this was one of the first riffs that I learned on on a guitar. Yeah. Actually, do you know what's what's quite quite weird is that thinking back to this song and thinking back to learning it, and I want to sound. I don't want to sound like a prick, but. I don't remember, like, I, I don't think I was ever really shit at guitar. <laughs> like, I don't get me wrong, I got better over time, but I don't recall, like, you know, like, when you see, like, TV shows and stuff where someone's learning how to play a guitar? Yeah. And, like, at first, they're like... Like, I feel like I grasped the very basics pretty quickly in terms of, like, playing stuff like this. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a great guitar. I've never been a great guitar. Like a, a, I, I can't shred. I can't play like solos and stuff. I've never been able to do that. But in terms of like chords and rhythms and stuff, like I don't know. It's almost like it's just one of those weird. Like that's my matrix. Like it just yeah. Like I, I just sort of like I can play things by ear very easily yeah. as well. Like I can just listen to that's something. That's good. That's a good. And skill I can just pick have. up a guitar and start playing it. Um. Not if it's like I say, like lead guitar stuff, but like rhythm guitar stuff, I can usually just figure out by ear. Um, I'm better. I'm. I remember once we were um, in a practice room when I was in my cover band, and um, there's a band in either room. I think we were we were playing like um, oh, let's see, how's it go? We were playing something, and I started playing along with them. <laughs> Because I just figured it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've been able to. I think we used oh, to piss about one. and do that stuff like a... that. Like... Do, 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 do. Yeah, 
And I'm just fair, like, what, where do I know that from? It's, is it on an advert? Yeah, it'll be on all sorts of stuff, but it, I think it, cause it were like this practice room in Sheffield. I reckon it might have been the actual band that played that song. It's like, fucking hell, they're like, there's like jazz legends in the other room, just like, <laughs> shredding it out. Um, so yeah, um, I like, I really like when I come around. Yeah, it's it's probably, it's, it's one of the best, there. it's one of Green Day's best songs. Yeah. Like. Which is weird because Basket Case is the one that's just insanely, so it's like they're really, exploded. They're really good at these like melancholy, sad songs. Yeah. Like Time of Your Life and this one and like a few others are so like sad and reflective and melancholy but sort of happy at the same time and it they they're really good at that he's very good at making sad songs catchy which is why i think the emo generation despite them being very much not an emo band at any stage of their career a lot of like the emo generation love green day because of that i think american idiot as well is probably closer closer to really emo though is it it's just pop music, yeah, effectively. Like, but there's a lot of eyeliner involved. And, yeah, and the look was reinvented to try and basically capitalise on on the start of emo. Funnily enough, um, Rob Cavallo, who produced this and all the Green Day stuff, also did the Black Parade. Don't, because... So I get into fights with people all the time, right, where they're like, oh... She's just like, oh, Michael McCormance, you know, like when you're talking to people of a similar age to us that we all went through it, you know, and, and they're like, oh, what about Michael McCormance? And I'm like, oh, I like Michael McCormance. I never liked like, Oh, the, the Black Parade. I'm like, no, I fucking hate it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I I just don't get... They I went, don't, they went it, full R word, like, didn't full, they? Full, like, musical theatre weird mode. Like, you, you'd never go full R word. Tropic Thunder. I'm not saying the word. What the fuck are you saying? I don't know. Like they went full emo, didn't they? Like, they went, like, full-blown, like, misfit at school. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Emo, like, it went it yeah. went, it went to a, to a full degree. But they sort of changed... I feel like that, that they, as a band, changed, changed what, emo, what was. emo was. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree with that. Because that, that like... The first two albums, they were like really punky albums. Like that's like really sort of like I don't know, like AFI sort of. I definitely me- yeah. metallic like, sort of later AFI metally sort of punk stuff. AFI, by the way, Sing the Sorrow is a fucking incredible anyway, album. That's sorry. <laughs> Tangent. And they and and yeah, and then that became what everybody saw as emo, and it's just like actually now when we look back, like American football's fucking emo. Yes, like. Yeah. Anyway, tangents. Um, coming clean. Coming clean. Um, I, I just put um, same same, but the middle eight again is just a standout bit on this one. Like it's it's just. I thought it was about doing drugs. It's about bisexuality. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're on our steam here. Uh, yeah, I think. Unfortunately, 
because they are making the most out of just having three people playing instruments and I've, doing vocals. I've put this down, yeah. You get to a point with this record, like, I feel like if this was a, se- if this was a, a ten song album and it was just the so, four sick, absolutely sick songs and then with four six, best of the rest. Like four best of the rest and then two, well, like the, the six best of the rest and the four hits off of this album. Yeah. It would be, it, it, it would hold my attention a lot better. Like, it really would. And, um, Emenia Sleepus is one that could probably come out. Middle eight is great again though, but, um, all of the verses in this one and the choruses, like it just blends, like nothing stands out about the, that's the problem. It's, it's not, it's not that the songs, you could put one song at a time on amongst some other stuff and it'd be fine because they've all probably got something about them where you're like, oh, that's cool. But the problem is, is when you're listening to a full album of this, like <clears throat> they're all very much like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight, chorus, or middle eight, outro. Yeah. That, and because of the way that they are all just chords, drums, bass, and Billy Joe Armstrong singing very similar vocal melodies. There's not a lot of rhythmic variation yeah. either. It's a lot of just straight... Apart from Longview, that's like the only one. Straight 4-4, four, four, just down the middle, isn't it? And... Chord strumming. And like, because Billy Joe Armstrong, what makes Green Day Green Day is how he sings his vocal melodies. But unfortunately... They're always in that exact same lane, really, except for a few occasions when they're not. And by the time I'm getting to like track twelve on this record, I'm just like, yeah. which song am I listening to? Sorry, but I it can't. might bring us to in the end, which is in in more end. of the same. It's about but, it's got a nice instrumental at the end. I just said, finally, another like punkier song, something a bit more edgy. It's like the drums are going hard on this one. Yeah. It's a bit faster. Great middle eight again. They're just the kings of a tweet middle eight. A tweet midsection, as you might say. It's about um, his stepdad and how he don't like him, apparently. Which but is, your lion's roaring, by the way. He's fine. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> um, and then fuck off, FOD, fuck off, or di- fuck off and die, which is about... Oh, okay. He just doesn't like someone's face, basically. It's just like basically, it's like an acoustic version of all of the other songs on this album until and it, it kicks, and then kicks it kicks in, in and it just pretty becomes cool when it kicks in. Yeah, yeah, fair. it's quite cool when it kicks in. It's a switch up, but when it kicks in, it just sort of becomes all of the other songs on the album, yeah. doesn't it? That's yeah. And then uh, track fifteen isn't I, actually I, track. I do at all. like the it's line in, in "Fuck Off and Die," which is "You're just a fuck. I can't explain it. I think you suck." It's just it's good. Not a poet, really, is he? No, he's not. Um, all by myself. Hidden track about wanking. Is it? Is that at the end of... How long was... What? There's a hidden track? It's it's not a hidden track on, on the Spotify. It's its its own track. Yeah. But it's but not really a song, All is by it? myself. It's just, it's just it's talking. Just... No, he, he goes into a song. What? I did not. Yeah, it's like I was in the house. I was uh, all by myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a skit. It, it is a skit. It's a it's skit. Not, yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first here. Uh. I, I just put yes. Yeah, so this is just just it just got way too monotonous to me for me. Uh, I know fans of fans of Green Green Day and 
and this album will will love the whole deal. But I, I just, I'm just, I just struggled. Could you imagine trying to listen to Green Day's entire catalogue? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think that's why international super hits was so good. Yeah, like like that. It, I, it was, I would love that because I I what I want to be I want to be absolutely clear. So, I mean, you say burnout because it's the first it's the first of those songs that all end up quite, kind of sounding the same, mm. right? So I'm, I was fine there. Uh, Long view, welcome to paradise. Uh, poss- possibly. I mean, ba- basket case is basket case. When I come around, she's a, maybe, a good song. Yeah, she. Uh, I think I kind of liked Sassafras Roots. What's mine about pulling teeth? Maybe. Yeah. I can't, but like, stick those and all their other hits on a on a on an album, and I'd be like, yeah, because they they write really good songs. Yeah. The problem is that they're like good songs all just end up sounding the same to me. Yeah, like, like mid, the, middle, the middle tier songs are all very like similar. great songs are all f- fucking amazing. And I could, li- I could listen to an album full of those. I just can't listen to an album where... Like, the, the good news for Green Day is they don't really drop below that middle level. No. At all, really. No, never really. Unfortunately, there's just too much of that, like, mid-tier, yeah, like, song. Too much just... Like, it's almost like... Every band has this issue. I feel like the more members and the more elements you bring in to spice up, like the musicality, the more you can get away with. Like, like you said earlier, like if you if you go and watch like a three piece band that are playing like power pop, pop, pop yeah. style music, or just like any sort of like rock music, and they're like they can be good musicians, but if they're not like really really good, you just like. Yeah, you get bored after a bit, don't you? Unless you start playing Green Day songs. Like I say it's it's good for what it is, but and I so like my thing is it's like it's overrated for me because I don't really I, I just didn't really enjoy it as an album. That doesn't mean it's shite. I think that's the other important thing. I don't I don't want to piss people off with my opinions. Uh, I've put like, like it doesn't mean it's shit. I'm just not into it. I was like, I, I wanted to add that, that they really, really are like ringing, ringing the towel on what can be done. Yeah. with the musical element. Never has so available. much been done with so little. <laughs> to quote, to quote, disturbed. <laughs> oh yeah, shit! I was like, I was like, where, where is that from? And if you haven't seen it, it's like a skit. Well, I don't know what it's from. from years but, ago, isn't it? That yeah, and the greatest hit. Never has dis- so much. The greatest hit of disturbed. <laughs> I've written um The Sound of Silence. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, right, yeah, carry on. But one of their like mid songs is like the best song homegrown I've ever written. You know what I mean? Or like a band <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like a P Rock band. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's like, wow, these have really taken a step up, you'd say, about like if like King Prawn brought out one of these songs. Like if they brought King out Prom like a scar, you know, like, you, yeah. you know what I mean. What would the other one? Whitmore. If Whitmore brought out, <laughs> if Whitmore brought out, like in the end, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, um, they they should be in R at a level higher than some of the songs on this album. Generally, I've I've I've, I've, I've at the time though, you've got to remember that this was before they were like a 
a, a name, this right? Is their so like, first... This is like their breakout record. Yeah, it is. And... It's got lots of hits on it. Yeah, it's their breakout record. And, it's and all this, millions yeah, of you, copies. You can sort of forgive a band that's still learning how to be a, an actual like recording band that they went into the studio without... It's like... It's it's kind of a cool contrast, really, because a lot of the albums that we've done so far, aside from perhaps Nevermind, are like overproduced, huge, huge productions that take ages. I reckon these are probably the youngest this is, band we've had. Yeah. Maybe Nirvana as well, but... Yeah, yeah, it's just a similar era, similar similar sort of deal, in it. But, like, there's a lot of... Yeah. This is underproduced, probably, slightly. It's produced. It's, I think it's... But to be fair, I think it's probably just enough produced. Yeah, but like this is, this, it's just the songwriting. It's the it's the 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 hooks that that pull this through. I've said my written down thing. I've said is it's an album of its time in themes and also timeless in terms of being about growing up and figuring out who you are, but written in a real time perspective of a band who were only twenty two. I think it's sort. Its audience, as a result, is young. It spoke to me as a teenager, and I would wager it still speaks to teenagers now. Like, yeah, Dream, except for Dream it's Day. not about getting on TikTok. No, mm. but it it's still got those themes of like self discovery, self discovery, and, and boredom, and figure like, it, trying to figure out, who you, out who you are. Yeah, you know, like I think, and just the general sound of it as well. It's so lively and young sounding. You know what I mean? Like in yeah, terms yeah. of like, they were young when we when we brought this out, and it's got it's got that like Lynx Africa smell all over it. If you know, what <laughs> I mean. uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess that's that wraps up Axe Body Duty. Spray. Axe Body Spray. Um, so yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, you want to get in touch with us, please, please get in touch with us via the information in the description below. And as always, I've been Tom. And I've been Paddy. And this has been Underplayed or Overrated. Bye! Keep it Yo, everybody! Good evening. I'm Tom. And I've... And I've been Paddy. <laughs> <coughs> Keep it in. No take. <laughs> Keep it in. No, stop it. Right. <laughs> if you hadn't.